Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of RC Podcast. For today's episode, I have a very awesome guest, Claire Margaret Corlett. So quick little thing about Claire. Claire and I uh, started off working together at residence at UBC, where we were both host presidents. And she is one of the most hardworking people I've ever met, one of the funniest persons I've ever met, and just all in all, a good person. So Claire, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, that was so nice. I'm going to cry. I'm such a baby. <laughs> anyway, um, just kidding. Babies don't wear backwards hats. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they do. I haven't seen one yet. Anyway. You, um, you can change that when you have a baby. I can change that. And I will change that. All 70 of my children will be wearing backwards <laughs> hats. Um, yeah, that was, a, I don't know. That was a nice introduction. Um, what else to say about myself? Well, well, well. Um... I am an actor. I, I dropped out of school. Um, so Ryan and I <laughs> met at university and then I left and I couldn't take it anymore. It's all because of me. She <laughs> it's couldn't all stand of Ryan. me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We met uh, a while ago. Ryan and I have a lot of opposing views on a lot of different topics. <laughs> so he wanted to bring me on this podcast so that I could roast him. I'm pretty sure yes. that's why you did, right? Uh, I don't know, but okay. <laughs> I listened to you... the first episode. I thought it was great. <laughs> and then I begged him to come on. Yes, if you look at the this. text messages, she definitely initiated it. It wasn't me at all. Yeah, you can see them. Yeah. They're posted online Yeah, for the public. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just happy to be here. I don't know what else to say about myself. I guess we'll find out throughout the hour what I yeah. have to say. <laughs> yeah, and I love that you are on this. Uh, I mean, the first thing I wanted to talk to you a little bit about is the fact that you are a university dropout and are currently living in California, left Vancouver, and are living down in the States trying to pursue your career. I kind of want to talk about that because I think there's a lot of people in today's society who out of high school, they see college and university as the be all or end all, right? Where like, if they don't get into a school, then their life isn't going to have any meaning. They're not going to go anywhere. And that's just not really true. University and college isn't for everyone. And I think you're just a great example of it. And why don't you tell us a little bit more about how you came to that decision and everything? Sure. Okay. It was a difficult decision because let's go back. So I went to a a private school, hashtag privileged. I went to private school um, in Vancouver and I went to that school for all of my schooling life. Like I, well, minus a couple months, I went and tried another school out that was very artsy and it didn't work. Um, and it was a public school and I really didn't like it. So I came back and then I started paying for my own education um, because I was working as a kid and working now as a voice actress. Um, and, and what shows were you working on as a voice actress? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was working on a show called My Little Pony, um, which since has ended recently um rip mlp fim uh and you might be thinking that's a show for little girls you know what there's actually a documentary online that i created at 14 not too shabby if i say someone if i can say myself um but it's called brownies and ponies a journey through equestria so if you search that up on the interwebs you can find it out and you can find a little bit more about that so i'm not going to explain 
what that whole world is. But anyway, the point is I made money from it, not just on the show, but also traveling. And I got to go to conventions around mostly America, um, which was really cool. I was got to go, went to one in Germany, which was very fun. Um, and recently in Amsterdam. And I, I do vlogs and stuff on my YouTube channel and stuff about all that fun stuff. But anyway, so I was flashback to high school um, where I was working on a couple of cartoons and other shows. And I knew that I wanted to do that for like my career in my life. So I was like, okay, um, I'm going to keep doing that, you know, and making money and stuff. And I'm also going to go to finish, you know, high school. And by the time I got to the last couple years of high school, um, I started thinking to myself, I really don't want to go to university. Now, this was unfortunate because I went to a university prep school and I loved my school and I still do. In fact, I'm a part of the alumni association of my high school and I'm not doing a great job right now because I'm kind of backed away from the um, leadership position, but I'm still on the council. I just like organize events and like let people know what's happening. But anyway, um, so I was really involved in my high school. Like I was part of like all the clubs, all everything. And I loved it dearly, but I also really kind of thought to myself and I was like, I really don't want to go to university. Like, I just don't want to. And I was like, why would I do that when I have a career that's already pretty good and I can continue with that. And if I focus my time and energy on that, I feel like that'll be quicker for me to be able to get into the industry. So what a lot of people do is, okay, I want to be an actor or I want to do something creative in that industry, writer, director, producer, props manager or like whatever and they're like I need the training and for the most part that is true you need the training like if you want to be a, a on-set light technician or I don't know the fancy jargon for that but like if you want to do that you know you have to learn how lights work and I have a pretty basic and good understanding just from being on film sets and stuff as an actor how that all works so I had a pretty good experience already that didn't really make me think of while well, the teachers were like what acting school do you want to go to to like help me like figure out what I wanted to do I was like I really don't want to do that I want to like school is school maybe I can learn something about psychology I was kind of interested in maybe I can learn um I got convinced for a while that I was going to do maybe communications um because my mom thought that was a good idea but I knew nothing of what communications was and then I searched it up and actually brought it up to my um, university like prep counselor man and he was like so communications you'd be learning this and you'd be taking these classes and I was like ew that is not what I thought communication <laughs> was no thank you and so I wasn't really keen on like going to university in the first place but then because I was in Vancouver and because I was a little bit pressured by my school to apply um I got away with a bare minimum which you were supposed to apply to a goal school a reach school and then a something in between school I don't really remember but there's like three levels of schools you apply to so like for me I'd apply to like you know Harvard something that I really want to go to <laughs> like if I was like gonna do law or something like it, it was supposed to be your school that you really want to go to mm -hmm. but like you probably won't get in because you don't have super super high grades um or there's just like an overwhelming amount of people that apply anyway and then the middle school is supposed to be like it's a reach for you. Oh, that's what it is. It's a reach for you, but like you, you probably, you could get in, but you also couldn't get in. So to be safe, you apply to another school that you know you'll be able to get into. So for me, that was UBC. And I literally only had that. 
And then I got in the mail, like after all of this, that I got accepted to UBC. And I was like, oh, cool. And like my mom was like super psyched and she was like, yay, you're gonna like go to university. And I was like, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I don't really know what I'm gonna do though. Like I was still confused because I knew what I wanted to do in my career and like my life kind of area. But then the schooling I was so confused on because I was like, why do I need to go to school to do stuff that I'm, I, that is supposed to get you to where I already actually have access to? So I was still confused about all of that. But ultimately I decided to go to UBC and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on like trying to become an adult and like going through that life and maybe like joining in on stuff. And that's how I met Ryan. So with all of the like, uh, the university politics and stuff I found really interesting. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm a natural leader. What's up? I want to create cool events, cool music, cool videos. I'm like, I'll use my talents to like, you know, make people have a fun first year experience. Cause my first year experience was pretty fun. And I was like, I want people to have it, but I want it even better. And so I applied to be a house president and then I got the house president position. Um, cause I did a cool rap video. I'm just going to say that's why I got it. Probably it was a really good rap video. I'm not going to lie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> anyway, I was talking for a long time. It's really not a quick summary. Um, <laughs> probably TMI, but I just felt like I was still confused even when I was at university. So after those two years where I was like, okay, I could get guaranteed. Oh, during all of this, the the unspoken thing is the fact that I really want to move to Los Angeles because that's where it's at for the career that I want to go into. So I was like, okay, well, I know that I want to go to LA. I could have gone to New York, could have gone to LA, but my dad had already moved to LA and he started doing voiceover because he's a voiceover actor too. And he started doing that in um, California. And so it was a very easy move. Like I had a family that was there now and we're Canadian, but we all have like family green cards. So I was also waiting on that in my first year. And I was like, what am I going to do next year? Oh crap. And then I was like, oh, I can get residency, which is great because I can stay on campus. So that's good. Um, and I'll just take a couple more classes that I find interesting and fun. I really did not take any classes that I had to take. I emailed teachers in like 300, 400 level classes. And I was like, yo guys, can you invite me into your musical theater class. I'm not pursuing this as a major and I'm not really, I'm just really interested in it and I think it'll be fun. And that was great because a lot of the classes I was interested in had a lot of like artsy teachers and they were like, oh my gosh, come on in kind of attitude. So I was like, great. Um, so I really just took classes that I wanted to learn stuff from. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with all of this. <laughs> Please cut me off, Ryan. This is not Why am okay. I cutting off? You're getting to the good part where you kind I of just came to a realization what am I doing? I didn't realize <laughs> it was easy for me to move to LA after my second year or like during my second year, I was like, Oh my mm. gosh, I can definitely move to LA after this year. So I'm going to do that. And then I was like, my next step though, my parents really wanted me to go to another university in LA. And I was like, excuse me, I am paying for my university combined with a little bit of money from my grandma, but I am paying basically for my education. And I was kind of ticked because I mean, my brother was getting paid for his university and I didn't really bring that up to my parents because I felt like that just didn't really, like it's a different case scenario, but I did feel a little bit jealous because I was like, um, 
well, if you really want me to go to university so bad, why don't you make me? Cause I was like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like I liked the social aspect and it was really fun to like be on your own, but like still with this like safety net. But then I also was like, I don't want to go to my classes unless it's like, I'm learning like dance choreography, honestly. And like, or watching like a, a movie and like frame by frame analyzing like why it did so well and stuff like, and just like, I don't know. I was just interested in that kind of stuff. And I felt like I was being pushed to the more educational side, which I like education, but, and I like teaching things to people, but I don't like the environment that it is. And I don't say that to everyone because I don't want people to think, oh, she's cool. She can get away with it. She's, you know, she's fine, which I'm not really, but like, she's fine. Like I, I can be fine too. I'll see. I don't need to go to university. I'll just become an artist and I'll blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, it wasn't that easy for me to just do that. I still went because I wanted the experience. And I think I learned a lot of things like after the fact coming from university. So I'm happy that I went, I don't like regret going to university. I regret some of my decisions, but I don't regret going to university. And I feel like it set me off into a better state of mind having those experiences and like being on on my own um and meeting people from all walks of life and kind of i feel like that is the most beneficial what i can take with me to the career that i want to go in um so i don't recommend people and i don't talk about like I'm, well i do say i'm a dropout because i think it's funny but i don't like recommend dropping out to people it's not really about the fact that it's dropping out and it's not like oh well she's well off she has money she can do whatever i'm like money is very precious and i don't have a lot of it and i used a lot of it now that i'm on my own like really trying to like be an adult and like pay for phone bills and pay for all these things like on my own i've discovered through that that like it's not you know, making rash decisions is, is not super beneficial. So don't just think that like, I didn't think about this or anything and like dropping out's cool. Like, I don't want anyone to think that, um, you have to really know what, why you're dropping out and what your backup plan for that is. So I also took, while I applied to LA universities, like I applied to UCLA and I applied to USC, I didn't really want to get in. And I put effort into the UC UCLA one and the USC one, not so much because I didn't really want to go to that school. Like if I got accepted, I kind of, I just didn't really like it that much. But again, I did feel a little bit pressured by my parents to do that. And I've told them that before and I, they don't really, um, they don't really hear that all too well. Um, but cause they think that I, we had like this thing where it's like, if I lived with them, I'd have to be going to school. And that was kind of like our deal. Um, I guess I interpreted that as not super solid, like of a plan. And they've kind of like brought that up to me later when I like started like slacking off or whatever. And like, anyway, I don't want to talk about it, but anyway, um, <laughs> the point is dropping out is not something that you just do for fun, to look cool, to pursue your dreams. Like it's not really, what it's about. You have to know why you're going to do it and you have to have a backup plan. And by backup plan, I don't mean like a school backup plan, but it's like, are you going to be working? How are you going to make money? How are you going to live on your own? How are you going to do these things? And I picked up an ice cream job for a little while. And then I started getting some voiceover work and like establishing myself a little more so I could 
not do the ice cream job. And I loved it, but I also like didn't love it, but I liked it. So I stopped doing that. And then I started getting enough voiceover work now because of hashtag COVID-19. Why did I hashtag? Anyway, <laughs> it's not like nothing is really like working out too well for anyone in, especially the people that are like just trying to like get into the industry, especially in LA. And so I was just kind of like, whoa, this is like, this is like putting a halt to everything. So I decided to like, um, come on down to Arizona and kind of like use this time to not only reflect on just me as a person, but like, where do I want to go next? How can I make myself motivated to keep doing things that are going to be beneficial to my career while still doing things that are fun that also kind of benefit my career. And that's why I made an EP too, because it's like, that is always a good thing to have on your roster. I like singing, not necessarily that good (laughs) on it. I think it's fun. Um, I definitely want to do another one, but I, I want to, I want to make more songs that are like actual like comedy. And like the EP that I did was like kind of like a sassy version of just pop and it was fun, but I, like, as I was kind of, like, getting the production side done and, like, t- like getting all these people, like, to, like, produce my, all these people, like, two people, to, like, produce my, um, the music that I made, I didn't make the tracks by myself, and I really, 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 I really need a friend who is, like, a producer, um, who, like, is on the same level as me, so if anyone's in, like, production, you know, of music, and you want to, <laughs> send your stuff you know go to my instagram bio on soundcloud exactly hit me up with my business email address but it's like i definitely want to do more i've been watching a lot of crazy ex-girlfriend recently and while it's cheesy and it's basically a soap opera and some of the acting is really good and some of the acting is really not um i do really like the show and i i feel very motivated now that i've watched it to like actually make like comedic music and I did one, I did like a Christmas video thing, um, which is on my YouTube channel. And I really like that. It's like the, it's like the top, it's like at the top of my um, list to like do more stuff like that. Um, which is like more outright comedic music, not like sassy. Here's my feelings music. Cause I don't really take myself too seriously. And I feel like even that EP was taking myself too seriously. And I was like, I, but then also people would tell me that and they're like, this isn't comedy. And I was like, I know. Okay, I know. I, I, I went out and thought that I wanted it to be like a comedy thing, but then I kind of like shifted directions because I wanted to like get some stuff out of my system, which felt really good and was fun to do. But I was like, I really, that's not really like what I want to want to do. And it's not really like a niche thing for me to like get into. I don't want to be like a singer songwriter. I love people that are, but like, it's not me. I'd much rather go the comedic route and like make fun of things that I feel like I have a fun lens on. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I want to do. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking now, Ryan. <laughs> well, I got to be honest with the EP. I have beef with that one track, LA. <laughs> I am not okay with that. She wrote a song dissing Vancouver and just propping up LA. You cannot do that. You make fun of our brunch places. You make fun of the coast. You make fun of the mountains. How dare you? Okay, but can I tell you? This, let me tell you. Speaking of not taking myself seriously, I'm gonna give a tiny, tiny summary as to what those lyrics mean. I thought it would be a fun idea to make a song that was like 
it's very loaded. It's very loaded. And like, it's one of my, it's one of the most popular ones from the EP, which I think is hilarious because it's so stupid, but it's basically like, it starts off by me talking about like, I'm in this relationship with someone and it didn't work out. And I don't really like, I'm like, oh, I need bigger and better things. And like, there's a lot of puns in there too, (laughs) of like what that could be relating to, which is like, not like, really true. It was just kind of like my imagination was really like amplifying like this idea of I want to write a song about breaking up with someone and then but like I cheated on someone so like doesn't make me like the singer like a better person at all. And so there's so many like layers to it that like the more that I like listen to it I'm like oh I didn't even realize some of the things that I did like like the puns I accidentally did at the beginning and I was like like um I need bigger and better things. I forget what it freaking is, but anyway, I thought it was really funny because I was like, oh shoot, that sounds like you need like a bit anyway. So I was like, that's kind of cool. I'm gonna keep that in because it's kind of funny. And then so I went more that route and the chorus is all about like, oh I love LA and she's so much better than this other person that I was, you know, dating, which implies that it's Vancouver. Um but it's like I don't need your rain, I don't need your sadness and your like gloominess. Like I'm going on to like sunshine, you know? But the the fact of the matter is, is like, they're the same place. Like Vancouver and LA are so similar, even though one has sunshine and one like doesn't. I feel like you're trying to justify so a lot of things right here. You're no, like, I'm through. not. You're like, it's okay, so what, can I do? what can I say they to justify both, this? They both are so obsessed with brunch <laughs> places. They both are so obsessed with like coffee chains and like, they're so obsessed with like, like the cool, like, like hip life of like, I don't know, a person who's like, super woke or whatever and I just thought that was funny because it's like you literally but that's like the the trend that people have or the the train kind of that people have the train the chain that people have when they're like like I see these people who are like dating a bunch of people and I'm like that's the same person as the person you dated before how is that person any different that's literally what it is it's like oh but he's so much nicer and I'm like but he also has all the other things you hated about this other guy so what do you want like what where are you going with this that's literally what that song is it's like i think someone might screw your stupid citizenship screw your stupid mountains your ocean waves la has waves and la has hills has no they have mountains beverly hills the hills yeah yeah. you can climb a hill too they have mountains go to big bear anyway it's just it it's very loaded Mm-hmm. I feel weird because I'm like talking about my own song that is really not that magnificent at all. But it was really fun to write those because I started like accidentally writing things in there that I was like, oh, wait, that's really funny. And I didn't even mean it to be funny. Or like I thought like I was just trying to make a rhyme and I was like, wait, that actually makes sense. Like it it, it was really fun to do. But anyway, mm-hmm. I know that I insulted a lot of people with that <laughs> on my Vancouverite friends. Love you I, very much. I had friends text me about that song being like, this is unacceptable. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. I made a whole $10 so far off that album. So Nice. Okay, well, we need to do better. So if you're listening to this, go on TikTok, find Claire's songs, <laughs> get these songs trending. That's the only way they're going to blow up is if you get these songs to trend. Oh, boy. Please don't. Mm-hmm. So... How about getting into the acting career? How's that been? What have been the biggest steps for you there? Um, 
Well, here's the thing. I kind of had it handed to me from mm-hmm. a really young age. I was like five and my dad was already doing voice acting and he was like in the writing and producing area too for cartoons. And so I was really dramatic as a child and I loved getting attention. And my brother got this audition for something. He's two years older than me. So he would have been like seven or something or maybe, no, he would have been like five and I was like three or four and he was like five or six. So he auditioned for something because my dad got an email like, oh, if any of you voice actors have kids, can you just get them to say something really quick for this project? And he was like, okay, because my brother was really good at reading. And he was like one of those kids who like could read things like with energy and like it didn't sound like he was reading text from a page. So he like did it and it was really good. And I was like, I want to try, I want to try. <laughs> so I like tried to like do it and I didn't know how to read at all. Um, but I had like the energy that was needing to be there. So I kind of got into it because I could. And I had a dad who had access to all the things that I needed to do like a home studio too at that time. So if I had to do auditions from home, I could. And that's how I got My Little Pony too, from doing it from home first. Um, and then also like, uh, like Dinosaur Train was another cartoon that I'm in um, still. And that's really interesting that that's still going on. Um, it's an awesome show. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I don't even think I'd be into dinosaurs as much if I didn't do that show. I learned dinosaurs from A to Z with like all the cool little songs they do. And like, it's just, it's really cute. It's really cute. And it teaches kids about dinosaurs and dinosaurs are awesome. So what's not to like, anyway, your question was, how did I get into it? That was how I got into it by my dad. So I don't really have the best answer for like someone seeking how to get into something. However, I can relate that to the fact that I don't actually want to do voiceover for my career in the future. I want to do on-screen acting and I want to do um, TV shows, movies, films, you know, and comedy is the route that I've chosen to go because I know that I'm good at that. That's not that I'm not good at dramatic acting. I am. Um, <laughs> but I, I definitely have like the natural talent in the comedic area more, I would say. So that's kind of where I've decided to start for me in LA. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing is taking like improv classes and like at Groundlings and UCB and all these schools and Second City and stuff that are widely acknowledged as like, that's where the people who are on SNL go. And that's where the people who, you know, um, are doing the comedic things. That's where they came from. So regardless or not, if I get picked up from going to the school, it's not really the point. It's the point to get the training and the experience of working with other people and taking those kind of classes so i would i would push on people if you're interested in acting it's always fun to take a class especially in high school it's a very chill fun experience um especially improv classes those are very fun and just good people skills too but if you really want to go into acting or like voiceover take a class at a place that is i want to say established because the problem is a lot of the time there are small people who will tell you that they're established and that may be true but they also might not have um the proper knowledge to give you um and i know a lot of voice acting schools do that in vancouver because i never took a voice acting class because i i hesitate to say i didn't need to but i didn't need to because i was doing it and i didn't it's not that like you know, I'm still doing acting now and I'm still taking acting classes. So it's not like I don't need it, but 
for voiceover, I wasn't interested in like refining my craft and like trying to do a bunch of fun accents. Like I had my little niche of getting roles where I sound younger than I am because that's my thing for now. And that's what's gotten me like all of my roles pretty much, except for like maybe a few, but that's the minority. So I focused my, what I wanted to, my skills and stuff on other areas that I wanted to focus on, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. But I would encourage people to go join classes and stuff. And if, you know, it floats your boat and you actually want to do that for making money in the future, um, just be prepared that you're probably going to have to take a restaurant job as well, but keep doing the classes and moving your way up. Yeah. Yeah. And in 10 years, you will be seeing Claire on SNL. I'm looking I forward so. to that. That'd be in awesome. one way or another, whether I'm a writer, a cast member, or a guest, I want to be there. Yeah, that's going to be awesome to see. So another thing that we have talked about a lot, especially when oh we were in university together, is religion. We've yes, yes, to yes. Great topic. Everyone talks about it all the time. I don't even know if we're going to have anything new to add to it because it's always something people are talking True. about, right? It's true. So to begin this part of the conversation, why don't you tell us a little bit about your history with it specifically? Crap. I got to get better at summaries, man. I don't think I'm a good <laughs> guest on podcasts. Okay. My history involves the fact that I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. If you don't know what that is, look it up. I'm not going to explain it to you. The point is, they're basically a cult and not a religion. And they, I was my family, like my mom and my dad and their parents separately, their parents separately joined when like in their own worlds when they were very young or middle um, elementary school age, whatever. It doesn't matter. They joined the cult. <laughs> then they had my parents. And so my parents were born into it both on their own and they both came from like very different families and very different like viewpoints but the main thing about jehovah's witnesses that you need to know is that there is no there's like a right and wrong there isn't really like it things aren't really up to like interpretation it's basically just a that's why it's kind of a cult because it's not like oh you can practice the way you want to practice it's like you there's a lot of things like you have to go to meetings like three times a week at least when we were going um, so I was actually born into it as well, although my parents were thinking of leaving for a while and both my, probably more so my dad, um, because he also came from a family that was less so focused on the rules. Like you have to have like your hair, like cut a certain way and like you can't be touching your ears and people would like be like, oh, those pants are like too tight and like weird stuff. Like that shouldn't really matter. Like if you believe in God or not like who the frick cares if you're wearing pants that are a different color or length or tightness I anyway I have no patience for that um so it was very rule-based and the thing that happens in rule-based stuff and especially combined with like uh on top of like a religion on top of it is there is a lot of room for bad stuff to happen within that so what happened and the way that my brother and I, when we were younger, ended up leaving is because my parents decided to leave after there was a pedophile in the church, um, which is not called a church. I don't know why I said that. It's not called a church. It's called the Kingdom Hall. Um, and there was a 
a brother in the hall. You call everyone your brothers and sisters. Um, and he was a pedophile. In fact, he had a kid with his daughter. So that was also really messed up. And no one did anything about that because he was sorry. So it didn't matter if he, you know, made, did that, made a kid with his kid and his wife. Anyway, I, I was really young. So this also information has been given to me. So I can't say like personal experience, but I do remember the day that we left because I remember being, I don't know what age I was. I really don't know, but I remember sitting there and I remember I was aware enough to know that like my mom was over here and my dad was over here. And my mom was like, we gotta go, like, we gotta go sort of like mentality. And I was like, something's happening. And I'm like, they're pointing at that person. He's dangerous potentially. And there's a lot of other stories they have about that same person too. But the, my mom really got upset at the fact that we were calling him a brother. So he answered like one of the scriptures or something and he wanted to comment on it. And they were like, yes, brother, so-and-so. And my mom was like, we do not call him brother because there's another thing in Jehovah's Witnesses that you get disfellowshipped, which basically means that nobody will talk to you. You're allowed to still come to meetings, but you have to sit in the back and you have to like gain the respect of the elders in the community to be able to come back. And it kind of depends. And you can get disfellowshipped for a bunch of reasons, anywhere from blood transfusions to boxing to yoga because it's spiritual and too much of the devil, uh, celebrating birthdays, Christmas, Halloween, all that stuff, um, smoking, um, uh, sex before marriage, anything along those lines, and a lot more that people might be surprised by. You can go look it up online. I encourage you to look it up, jw.org. They don't have a list on there, I don't think, because that's kind of weird too, but you can also look at a bunch of their videos. They have a really fun section of their website sometimes they go on there just to get angry and it's jw.org and you click the um like the animation videos for kids those are really fun mm -hmm. you can kind of see the cult mentality if you watch those videos i feel like the average person could probably pick up on a lot of the things that they're saying uh about you know gay people and like what's right and what's wrong and what jehovah wants you to do and that's kind of messed up um because you're being told what to do instead of being able to like have doubts every once in a while. And, and, you know, it's not really, it's not a good environment. So that's my personal experience with religion. That is what I know. That is also heavily what my parents know. And I feel awful for them because they had to go through that. I mean, I didn't go through in my teen years, but I can't even imagine what would happen if I did. I feel like I would either get sucked in and do a lot of, I'd probably end up going to Bethel and I'd probably end up being in the film production program and filming, you know, um, the people on the news channel for the Jehovah's Witnesses. I'd probably end up doing all of the leadership position things I could do as a woman also, because they're heavily, they got a lot of bun bunch of dudes with white hair who are just, they, they have control over a lot of that, which is unfortunate um, and sucks. But so I would probably either be in those leadership positions because they're just who I am and that I can kind of get wrapped up into things like university politics too, which there's nothing wrong with, but in this case, there kind of would be. Um, or I would rebel hardcore and I would do everything wrong on the list to get this fellowship so that I would get out. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I can't say for sure which one I would be. I really don't know. But that's my experience with religion. And my parents have had that to the 
way more extreme extent because they went through that in their teen years. They got married when they were like 19. Hello, I'm almost turning 21. I can't imagine. I think it's a lovely thing, but I can't imagine doing it right now. Like that is mm-hmm. kook. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I couldn't get married right now. I am nowhere near mature enough to. But I, yeah, I do actually, I, I have friends who got married late teens or getting married right now in their early 20s. And I guess yeah. like something I thought been thinking is like, you know, that's something I definitely couldn't do, but if they feel but like they're also what I have learned also from talking to you, because mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't know if you want to give some of your background too, because yeah. this is sure. your podcast, but <laughs> like us talking about this kind of stuff yeah. is really interesting because I've learned over like the past couple of years that like, it's just because someone doesn't necessarily believe the exact same thing that you do. Mm as long as they're not hurting anyone, which is the main thing, um, you know, you can just leave them. You can change the channel on, you know, a part of their life, or you can, you can, you can, you know, encourage um, talking about it more and trying to understand maybe why they think what they think or, or kind of just, I I don't know. I feel like more people just need to accept the fact that like, there are people that are different than them who gives a rat's butthole, like, Thanks for saying butthole and censoring it. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, because it's just like, I get frustrated sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm like, so what? If yeah. they're not hurting somebody or if they're not being prejudiced or, or using a part of, uh, or using what they believe in as like a thing to like fight something else mm-hmm. or like to get rid of something else. As long as it's not happening, which by the way, I feel like is a case by case basis. Yeah. Then it should be fine. Who cares if somebody, when they're going to a football match, is going to pray before? Why do people audibly sigh about that? Mm-hmm. Great. I, maybe I'm not going to do that because I don't think that that's going to help me play a better game. But if someone does, I don't think there's any harm in that. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that a lot of like Christians and people that kind of like give something away to God, which is what I like heard a lot of. And I also know that I'm not like super educated on like the Christian ways. Mm-hmm. Like I've been trying to understand that a lot more. Cause I just have people, more people that are Christians that I know than like Muslims or, you know, Buddhists or anything. So I'm kind of more focused on that now, but just like their, their whole thing is like forgiveness and accepting. Right. Which I think mm-hmm. is lovely. And I, I know that not everybody does that also, which is unfortunate, but like, that is a, that's just like, I'm, I'm upset that people have like bad reputations, like a certain, mm-hmm. like the police have a bad reputation and blah, blah, blah. And that doesn't mean that you get rid of all of it. I don't yeah. think that's not the right answer. Yeah. And so. I guess like to talk a little bit about my, my backstory is like, mm-hmm. I am a Christian. I grew up in a household that was kind of mixed faith where my mom's a Christian, but my dad wasn't and kind of throughout my life trying to figure out uh, which side I was leaning more towards. And throughout my about teenage years, I've kind of, I've decided to stick on the path of Christianity just because of my own research I've done, my own experiences I've had um, throughout my life and just some of the connections I've made and so on. But yeah, I'm, I agree with you hundred percent. Like People look at actions taken by other people and they're like, this is a whole, um, this is an issue with their religion. This is an issue 
with what they preach and some of it yeah, yeah. there is some uh terrible preachings false preachings but and a lot of it power involved yeah. in that too which is also unfortunate and really frustrating to see and mm -hmm. especially for the people that are like you know there's like super legalistic christians mm -hmm. and like i don't think there's anybody that hates those people more than like the basic like christians who are like bro you're ruining this for us <laughs> i'm like but that's like that's how i feel about like about like women too who are like i'm a feminist and like you know screw men and i'm like whoa that's not what it's about honey like you're not like now you're trying to be like superior to men because yeah. that's not really what it's about mm -hmm. and that's why i feel like things get wrapped up a lot in like what a word is or something or like what oh everybody believes this if you're this and it's yeah. like if you're a woman then you're a feminist and i'm like okay well that's true but also the word feminist when people hear it is not something that people respond well yeah. to because unfortunately there's really loud people that are feminists and they keep saying that they're feminists and it kind of ruins that for the people yeah. who are like myself who are like yes i want equality and yes i you know like there's some bad stuff that has happened to women and myself included but that doesn't mean i go around you know chanting like like f men and like all that stuff like in a bad way you know and it's like it, it gets it gets frustrating to watch that kind of stuff happen especially when you identify or you literally can't help but not yeah. identify as something so yeah. yeah it's always the loudest it's always the people who are the most polarized that always get the most attention it's just unfortunate that it's always the people who are the worst, the people who are the loudest that kind of yeah. set a standard for everyone. And, in and the, I also like, feel like, different. yeah. And that's kind of frustrating if I can assume for people like you and me mm -hmm. who are vocal people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just because there's something that's happening in the world or there's something that is like, like unjust or something happened that was, you know, disgusting or whatever and it has to do with like a marginalized group or even just a group of people that you know like a, a group of people that identify as the same thing religion mm -hmm. gender sexuality race whatever or you know people that i was gonna use a dumb example i was like people that wear hats anyway that's not i feel like that's not a thing but um it kind of ruins like the really really loud people who mm -hmm. are super like super far left and super far right if if i can use that as an example on like any issue mm -hmm. ruins it for the people who are placed somewhere around the middle who are like okay but that's not right it's like i i understand your pain i understand your mm -hmm. suffering i understand what you're going through or i don't understand but i understand that i don't understand and then it's like i but i don't you know being you're allowed to be angry mm -hmm. and i have been angry but I'm also sad. And when I see people that are angry acting out and being angry, that makes me angry. <laughs> and then it makes yeah. me sad because I'm like, that's not the way to do it. And this is, you know, what I talked about before too, before the podcast started, but like being the bigger person is yeah. a really tough thing to do, but I feel like it's worth it. I feel like mm -hmm. that is the, that's where to go, no mm -hmm. matter what the issue is or what, what has happened, you know, to you or someone else that you yeah. know. Yeah.
and something I like to touch on is um, it is okay to, if you want, criticize religion, if you're criticizing it on the basis of the teachings. But if you're only looking at the actions of people and you don't see the actions of the people reflected in the teachings, then you should think about criticizing the people and not the religion. Like, for example, yes. I, I listen to people who criticize Christianity. I'm fine with that. If they don't agree with some of the things, I'm, it's okay. That's their opinion um, yeah. and everything. And they are, they are educated and they know what they're criticizing. So that's totally welcome. But if you're looking at a group of people, the actions they perform and be like, that's the, that's the basis of, that's their religion. Um, yeah. All people are the same who follow their same religion. Like that's just not really accurate at all. I mean, look at stuff, stuff like the Westboro Baptist church terrible things like wow that is just a lot of hate in such a small group of people and it's horrible all the things they preach and a lot of it they they skew they take from the bible but it's not really taking from the bible but because of them a lot of people are like that's all Christianity right there. That's all the same. Exactly. And that's also what Jehovah's Witnesses do a superb Mm -hmm. job of doing is it's not that there are not nice people that are in the Jehovah's Witness Mm -hmm. world because there are, and I've met them. Um, But it's, there is sometimes there are things that are so deep rooted, much higher than the people that are following Mm -hmm. that it gets, it starts getting messy. And I think because of certain rules in place, like, especially with like JWs, cause that's what I can like speak on in their system, uh, like their hierarchy system, there is a lot of sexism, which is really frustrating, but I'm also like, okay, but the people that decide to be in this, like it's your choice. Like mm-hmm. people keep forgetting that they have a choice to leave even if it's really hard. And I feel like that's what my parents did and I commend them on that. And I think that is so brave and awesome. And I'm so grateful because I've had, a, I know that I have a better life than what I could have, you know, gotten into. Um, I don't know, maybe I would start taking drugs and alcohol, like <laughs> hardcore. I keep thinking I'm gonna like end up on the street and like, you know, be disowned and like, mm. I, and I'm thankful for like the fact that I'm alive and the fact that I'm healthy mm-hmm. and the fact that I have access because of them to, you know, um, like a healthcare system and a place. I don't know. While I may not agree with everything that a certain person says, whether they're family or friends, they're still a part of my life and I don't just flip them off and move on because they don't agree with me. I, you know, I see it through and I feel like what a lovely freaking part of or place to be in when you can have a conversation with someone that you totally Mm -hmm. disagree, but you know where each other are coming from and you're like, well, I'm glad that works for you. And I'm glad the, the other thing works for you or doesn't work for you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can still be invited to their birthday party, you know, like mm-hmm. that is a lovely thing. And I feel like if more people would have that, I don't know, isn't that awesome? Like, do, do people like being angry? I don't, 
I think some oh, people do. <laughs> and it's it, like funny you talk about that. It, you know, when people disagree with me, I'm fine with it. I don't usually get upset. But what's more like, which kind of gets me close to upset is when there's people who agree with me, but will basically just shame people who don't agree with them at all, not try yeah. to empathize with them being like, I'm right. Even if we agree on all these other things, but you don't agree with me on this one thing, you're not a friend. You can never be my friend. And that's something that and I that's guess that's more unsettling to me. To me. And it sucks. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's just hard because, you know, in the end, people have their reasons for disagreeing. People have their reasons for uh, coming to their different opinions, right? But I think something we have to learn is the likelihood of it being because of ill intent is pretty low, right? So you have to have these conversations to find out why people believe what they believe. I also just wish people would be more accepting of differences, which I feel like we're getting into, like, I found that a lot with people mm -hmm. that are close to my age. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing against, like, the older generations, yeah. but I feel like there's a part of that where the acceptance doesn't really matter to them because they have their friends, they have their the people, you know, their couples that they go on their Scrabble dates with. And that was a really old reference. I'm not <laughs> anxious at all. I actually love Scrabble. It's my jam. <laughs> but like, like, you know, they have their friends, they have their groups. They don't, they're not discovering new mm -hmm. things as much as younger people are because that always happens. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we have to remind ourselves there are so many cool people out there. I love people. I'm a people person. Like my career calls for it. My personality calls for it. I love talking to people. I love understanding why they believe things that they believe or why they do things that they do, why they have mm -hmm. hobbies that I don't have. And I'm like, now, why are you interested in this? Cause I'm not interested in it. And a lot of it has to do with how you're raised and how the like environments that you've grown up in. And that's why I feel like travel is so important. Man, I would love to have a travel show, side note. <laughs> but also, I would love to share. And I, one of my favorite series is the Conan O'Brien travel series. Because here is this freaking redheaded, pale butt dude <laughs> who's tall and skinny and awkward and funny. And he has a good heart. And while he may be like an older dude, it gets me really frustrated when people are like, oh, he's this way because he's like from this generation or he's this way because he's white or, you know, he's privileged and he has a TV show. And I'm like, don't you see him going to Ghana with people that are from Ghana trying to learn an experience that he has never been in contact with? Mm -hmm. Because why would he be? And he has money and he's doing that to sh like show people what they're dealing with in their country and holy crap thank gosh we don't have it to that extent you know and i just wish people would be also more grateful for the mm -hmm. stuff that they have and i see people getting so angry like all the time and i'm like i'm so glad that i'm not an angry person i'm glad mm -hmm. that i i have because i feel the most alive and the most happy when you can have a conversation where there's differences and you don't agree with something, but you still love that person, you know, mm -hmm. like, and I'm like, I feel like you are the perfect example of that friend too, because <laughs> I'm like, while we may have grown up relatively mm -hmm. in the same city, like you're a dude, I'm a woman, you're a Christian. I'm not, I have a spiritual like 
thing that I can't really explain sometimes to people where they're like, okay, you sound insane. And I get that. <laughs> and I always preface, I'm like, this is going to sound a little woo woo, but blah, blah, blah. But like, there are so many cool people. If you open your freaking eyeballs to sp- things that have not happened to you and experiences that you are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Why do I care? Mm-hmm. Sort of mentality. And you don't have to care so much to the extent, but it's like, I don't know if you, if you have a friend who's super into science and I'm like, I'm not really into science, but like when they're like, Oh, oh like the science thing is happening. Isn't this so cool? And I'm like, I don't, li- I don't follow the science channels. Tell me more, you know, <laughs> why can't I share in that excitement? And like that, that stuff is cool because it is. And uh, there's a lot of people that specialize and enjoy a lot of different things there's a lot of people that don't give a crap about actors and i get a little sad when they're like oh it's award season you know f you who cares you just take your rich jets and go fly elsewhere and i'm like i'm not gonna do that if i'm in that position i'm a nice person i swear i'm generous i will give my money to people who don't have it as easily and i want to i want to like change like Mm -hmm. I want to change a lot of things and I want to do that so fast and I wish that it could happen in a snap, but it can't. And that is the most frustrated I get is like, how come I'm not famous yet so that I can Mm -hmm. do cool stuff for other people? Like that's literally what I want to do with my life. I want to give my money and cool experiences to family and friends who wouldn't get it. Mm -hmm. I just think it's awesome. I love people. (laughs) People get on my nerves, but I, I love I people. love your tangents that you go off of. They're, they're <laughs> hilarious. They're great. I'm riled up. <laughs> I had a lot of coffee. The guy that gave me this coffee was so cool. He was like, I was like, bro. He's like, dude, I'm really worried. I got this ice pack out here, but like, I'm really worried about like my farmer's tan. I was like, yeah, you don't want to mess up those tats. And he's like, yo, I'm from Oregon. Uh, these tats are like from my family home where we like went camping. We had like this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. And the lady who was doing the other side of like drive through traffic was like, um, Carl, can you like <laughs> seat it up? And he's like, yeah, yeah, totally. He's like, yo, can I interest you in a lemon loaf? And I was like, yes, you can. <laughs> and I'm just like, it made me like smile. Like I couldn't stop because I was like, frick, I love people. I love people. They're so cool. Those kinds of interactions are the ones we need more, honestly. The small ones where there's just a stranger and then all of a sudden you'll just yeah. be like, talking with each other crack a joke like isn't it fun i i love doing stuff like that like i remember a couple days ago a couple days ago me and another friend of mine we dressed up in like full quarantine outfits we had the full suits on and masks and we were at the mcdonald's drive-thru and we were just chatting with this lady who loved the outfits while we were getting (laughs) our ice cream and it was great because just stuff like that it's like you know we don't know each other but we both know we're both humans we both uh know like this is funny those people who enjoy that and Mm -hmm. like who are just they're working and you're grateful for them to be working too is like i mean they deserve more than a three dollar tip i mean it's awesome also people have been tipping a lot because of covid right now especially to fast food workers which i think is awesome yeah and like most there are some fast food workers that are like soup like like the stereotypical fast food workers like the stoner who's like whatever i don't care about life and I've run into those, but yeah. I've also run into guys who like gave me the coffee today who are just like, and like a couple days ago happy. at Starbucks, yeah. they just like, they made me laugh. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I love this dude. And he's like, 
He's like, can I get you any, anything else, honey? Like anything else today? And I was like, I kind of want to, but I'm like, no, I don't need anything else, but um, love you. Have a great day. He's like, okay, mm -hmm. sugar, pull up to the next window. <laughs> that kind of energy is what we need. Yeah. Like people, humans love that stuff. And I wish I try and be that. I try mm -hmm. and be the light in someone's day or like make a fun joke and like make people entertain. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the greatest examples of stuff like that was when we were living in res at the dining hall. I mean, some of my favorite moments in the dining hall is when the lady's just looking around. She's just like, all right, I'll give you two extra chicken fingers. Here you go. And I'm like, yes, thank you. You are the best. Or like they just crack a joke with you. Like, for example, I'm a picky eater. So if I'm like saying, mm, I don't want sour cream, they're just like looking at me. They're just like giving me the death stare like, what is wrong Dude. with you? And I'm like, I don't know, I know, but it's just fun stuff. And I love how they'll crack a joke with you or act kind of like disappointed in you. And it's so fun. I know they are lovely people. And mm -hmm. I, I'm sad for the people that are kind of perpetually sad or just kind of boring. Cause I'm mm -hmm. like, that's unfortunate. You're missing out on this huge part of life. And it could be cause you're just an introvert and like, you know, no hate, but like, <laughs> I feel like people are missing out on the part of like human interaction where you can make fun of things. Like people are really losing the fact that like jokes are fun. And I'm like, dude, I was made fun of for being a vegan, which I'm not anymore, but I was made fun of for being a vegan at the same Lebanese place all the time. Cause they had like the vegan food and he made it too. And he was like, he was like, so when are you going to try meat again? And I was like, <laughs> brah, no, don't, don't, don't mess with me here. And he's like, I got some chicken in the back. I can give it to you. And he's like, by the way, there's eggs in that sauce. And I was like, <laughs> stop it. Like, and I was like, you have a great day. And like calling people by their names, mm -hmm. that's something that I feel like is the tiniest change I've made that has made people like give such a good response back is like, you'll be talking to someone at a movie theater or something. I mean, not anytime recently, but like yeah. you'll be talking to someone at a movie theater and you're like, thanks so much, Carl. You have a great day. And they're like, oh. Why did I use Carl twice? I, I really don't know anyone by the name of Carl, but anyway. <laughs> Carl. They're both Carl. Yeah. Um, Carl. Carls are just nice people in general. <laughs> yeah. Llama. Llama llama. Carl. <clears throat> yeah. Kindness goes a long way. I know it's a cliche quote, but I freaking think it's dope. Mm -hmm. And I love making it like, and also I can get on people's nerves too. And I get that because I'm kind of annoying, but at least I made like an annoying impression or like a fun or like a great impression rather than no impression at all. I feel like mm -hmm. that is like that, that like freaks me out. I'm like, I, I don't know, maybe it's just cause I like attention, but mm -hmm. I feel like it kind of goes a long way. And I think that, you know, talking to people, especially during now when like people are lacking human interaction, when you yeah. can, you make the most of it and it makes people's days. And that's all I've ever wanted to do, but I mm -hmm. want to do it on a bigger scale and like make movies that people will like play like, every year on their birthday because it's like their movie i don't know i like stuff like that entertainment's yeah. great i love it yeah. there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever <laughs> there's no bad things that have ever happened in entertainment change my mind they're happening but anyway i i kind of love how you started off this podcast like you know what guys we disagree on some stuff we're just gonna get into it and really we haven't really talked about anything we disagreed on no we both are aware we have different conclusions on our own personal religious beliefs, yeah. but we didn't really talk about. We didn't. I didn't do it at all. Just agree but on at all. It's so funny. It's, I don't know. I feel like 
I also like I'm one of the, I'm an experienced person. Yeah. I like checking things off of a bucket list. Mm-hmm. Whether they're like scary, like roller coasters or flying, which I've now done like 10 times. But you still ha- didn't go on the elevator with me. No, but you I've already hypocrite. been on it and I you checked hypocrite. it off my list and I you hated hypocrite. it. So I didn't do it again because it freaked me out. But I think that pushing yourself and the boundaries of what makes you uncomfortable, I have always sought out uncomfortable things. Seek I love uncomfortable discomfort. people. I know. Merch link in the description. <laughs> but it's like things that are uncomfortable that you don't have experience in or that like mm-hmm. other, like you're like, oh, this is a new world. Time to dive in. Like, this is why I also think documentaries are so cool because you can get a little taste of that without like experiencing it necessarily firsthand. You don't have to travel to Iraq to know what's going on anymore. That's mm-hmm. what's cool about living in the age that we're living in. Um, that you can have like dope footage that is certified and you know not like propaganda footage if you will like mm-hmm. with the fact that we're living in north america there is propaganda still but like eh, it's just cool you know it's cool to like have mm-hmm. that like access to that kind of information and sometimes it gets messy and you can't find out super quickly that stuff because you're like wait but i saw one person did, posted this and then one person posted this and i'm like which one should i trust okay, i don't like that can get difficult sometimes mm-hmm. But then I think you have to go back to, like, what do you ultimately think is, like, you know, right and wrong. Which is funny, because, like, humans created right and wrong, and then we'll, like, like, everyone has their own definition of what's right and wrong, depending on There's where we disagree. You, oh, you don't think so? I, well, I mean, I believe that we have um, an inherent uh, moral compass, and I yes. believe that that was given to us by God, and I don't think it's a creation, in a sense of like humans created but of course yeah i understand where people don't agree with that of course but yeah yeah i just yeah i believe like the reason like we all everyone knows hey cutting a line that's bad i think like stuff like that is like we all have that inside of us because of a reason and i think that reason is because it was put there okay well that's that makes sense Mm -hmm. i mean i may not like go around my daily life thinking that like because this is the thing too there have been so much I think while if there was a God who created Mm -hmm. people like, and, or the first, you know, people Mm -hmm. wait, hold on. Side note. I watched this thing on evolution the other day and it was really neat, but there was also a part of me that was like, there's no way like evolution. I'm, I'm not like saying evolution didn't happen. It did. (laughs) Like I get it. I get the science of it. I understand it, but there's also a part of me, like a tiny, tiny part of me. That's like, okay, but how miraculously did that meteor with a little bit of life on it land and you know start forming up at the bottom of the ocean with those weird creatures and the weird mm-hmm. thing with the tusks like how <laughs> did that meteor magically come because we haven't found like how far did that meteor have mm-hmm. to come where did it come from these things we don't have answers to and i understand that the things we don't have answers to is when a lot of people turn to like a god or mm-hmm. something like whatever they think that is and i feel like there is a part of me i don't know there's a part of me that is very uncomfortable probably because of the jw stuff but like there's a part of me that's like uncomfortable with a lot of the terminology mm-hmm. which i know i've had you know things that i'm uncomfortable with terminology in the past and then i've you know like come through the other side i'm trying to think of an example for that it doesn't have to do with religion but like 
I've definitely, I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, I think things that are uncomfortable are, are, I pay attention to them a lot. I'm yeah. like, like creepy videos. Like I watch creepy videos and I'm like, oh, something's off here. Like, I don't like this. I don't mm-hmm. like this. I don't like this. Horror movies do the same thing. Like there's also one time that I'm pretty sure I saw a ghost, but I really don't know for sure. And like that stuff freaks me out, makes me like, like on edge, but I don't like, I don't chalk it up all the time to like, oh, well it has to be there because of, like sometimes, sometimes there are not answers for things. And I'm like, yeah. how, like you trail back things that have happened in your life. And I'm like, I would have never met this person if this didn't happen. And if that didn't happen, I would have never blah, 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 blah. So I understand when people are like, like the God's will thing and they're like, or God's plan. And they're like, they, that's God's plan for me. God's people can plan. let things go easier. God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, that's interesting. Cause I almost wish that I was, that I could let things go easier, mm-hmm. easier, and I kind of, I'm kind of jealous that some people can do that, and I feel like, well, I have the capability to do that, but I think too much, not too much, but like I, I kind of think in a circle a lot mm-hmm. of the time, and I'm like, but if that was meant to happen, like I can let things go if I'm like, I guess this was meant to happen, but I don't. I also don't at the same time believe in in fate. Like I don't think everything is like this is the way that it goes. Hi, but this <laughs> is the way that it goes, and like this is like a hundred percent like supposed to happen, and blah 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 blah. Like I don't know if I'm fully on board mm-hmm. with that, but at the same time, I'm also like there are some things that I can't really explain, and I'm like I get why people turn to a bigger creator or a bigger thing to explain a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I may not agree with the fact that, I don't know. I'm also like, I'm kind of like on edge with like uh, following someone. I feel like the best definition for me would be agnostic yeah. because I, I am spiritual. Like I have a spiritual side and also some of it people like, I love tarot cards. I don't think that they like create everything that has ever happened. And I think there's a lot of coincidences with them, but like tarot cards are just, tarot cards are just fun. I don't know. I like them. I think they're cool. I, I but, understand why people like tarot cards. It's kind of just, I think people enjoy uh, kind of like in a sense thinking about what their future might hold. Yes. And that's the same thing with all the, like, like the signs and stuff like astrology and yeah. sure. You can tell me that I'm a cancer and Oh, wow, you figured out that I'm a cancer. I've had some weird experiences where people have just guessed that and I haven't even like talked to them and -hmm. it's kind of weird. And I'm like, please tell me more about who you are as a person because you're freaking me out right now. And how do you know that? Or does it, did you just guess that? Do some people just have really, really good intuition? I feel like that is true. Just like there's some people that are really, really smart and there are some people that are really, really, really talented there are some people that have really, really, really good intuition. And I feel like I've met a lot of those people mm-hmm. and they freak me out, but I also love them because those are the people who give me weird channeling, like, like my past and stuff, or not my past, but like channeling, like my future and like, fig- like, like answering to like angels. And I'm like, there's a whole lot that I don't know. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I am okay with the fact that I don't have answers for everything. And a lot of people aren't, and a lot of pe- people think they have the right answer, but I don't think I'm like some superhuman who gets to decide that I suddenly have the answer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the line. I'm on the fence with a lot of yeah. that kind of stuff. Cause 
I'm like, who am I to say? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But there are some people. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to end it there. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's a good way to kind of end this. Like just being aware, like we're never going to have the answers for everything. Um, yeah. Whether you're religious or not. Like I, I know religious people who are like, you know what? I got to be honest. I don't know this because it, it hasn't been revealed to me or any yeah. of us, right? Like we're not going to know everything. And I think there's a little bit of comfort um, when you've come to that realization, like, you know what? I'm never going to really know. Yeah. And there's a difference between being um, skeptical or doubtful, doubty, um, as opposed to like actually being like fully like close-minded or Mm -hmm. like under the, the assumption that it's like, I'm an open-minded person. It's like, yeah, but you're really not like, Mm -hmm. anyway, back to the fact that I'm an experienced person. I do seek discomfort. I've tried to do that a lot more because I think it brings out interesting parts in me that I have not yet fully developed. Um, I've been trying to tackle mentally why I have fears, like what those fears come from. I really want to read a book on like why people have fears because I'd like to get over some of mine that I think Mm -hmm. are stupid, like the dark. I would love to not be afraid of the dark. (laughs) I think that'd be a lovely thing. make my life a lot easier and I could feel and I'm like this is the thing though why do I also feel like with some groups of people that I'm with and some friends Mm -hmm. why do I suddenly feel like this kind of person who I'm like I will take on the bear (laughs) you will be safe and fine (laughs) under me and my wimpy arms but then when I'm with other people I'm like ah I'm scared hold me ah like is that you know like, I want to read books about that stuff. Like that. Yeah. I want you to, want to psychoanalyze yourself. Yes. Yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. And then I want to write a movie about it. But the other thing I was going to say is that I, because I'm an experienced person and because I always strive to be more open-minded than I think that I maybe am. And sometimes I can get like guilt trapped into that too. So I, I have to find my balance there, but something I've always wanted to do is go to each um, individual like church. Like because I was a Jehovah's Witness, I also thought about doing this. What if I did a show about like undercover witness stuff and if nobody knew, like I could change my name and then I was like, but that's kind of like messed up. But then at the same time I was like, but I could do that and I could go like what I'm learning as like a ex Jehovah's Witness in the in a new Jehovah. I thought about that before as like a show idea. I thought that was mm-hmm. cool, but then I kind of dropped it and I was like, but you know what would be cool is as long as I'm not in danger, I would like to go try. And I would also like to do this under the safety of probably like a show concept because mm-hmm. that's how my brain works. Um, the creative side cannot take away from like the intellectual side of me or like the, the excited, you know, parts of me that want to experience things. I like always want to film it because I'm like, I want to show people, I want to show people, but I want to go to each like all the different churches mm-hmm. besides just going around the world. Cause that would be fun. Yeah. I want to literally like go to every single church and like temple and like whatever the heck other people call it kingdom hall. Like I want to go to all that stuff and just like see what they're telling people. And I know that if I go to one, that's like not the voice for all of them, but I also want to go to mega church really badly I feel like, (laughs) I feel like it would be fun. Like some of them are fun, but then also some of them are kind of like kooky. And I, I don't know. I kind of want to like do both, but anyway, I, I just like, I don't know. I kind of want to do that. 
I don't know how <laughs> really, but like, yeah. I don't know. I'm down. I feel like I'm just, I'm down. You're going to come to my church. I'm going to be like, Hey, Claire, and blow your cover. Oh, how's it going? <laughs> no, you don't have to blow my cover. I don't <laughs> freaking care. Mm-hmm. I start vlogging about my experience of going to all these different things and like what I've learned. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like that could be fun. And I've also kind of, I also like stirring things up. <laughs> I like asking people like, like difficult questions. Yeah. But at the same time, there's also a part of me that's like, that's mean. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Like these poor people who are just like having a fun time. So I'd rather ask questions of like, what does this mean to you? Like, not mm-hmm. like, so it says in, you know, uh, Corinthians chapter, whatever versus this and that, like, why don't you take this more literally? Like, I'm not like that yeah. kind of like stir up person, but I am the kind of person who's like, I just want to like see things for myself. Mm-hmm. That's really what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I, I will go to your church. Let's freaking go. Bet. man. Bet. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll have to do that when you come back to Vancouver sometime when this is <laughs> not happening. The travel bans are lifted. Yeah. And you're not, coming with the intent of making fun of the city again i love vancouver it is my home it okay. is my heart well Dude, i don't did know did we talk I, for like two hours what's wrong we, with us? we've we've talked for about an hour 15 so i think this is going to be oh. where we're going to have to end the podcast but claire this is a great conversation i loved it um if people are interested in supporting your uh content your creative side where can they find you online all of the socials all the socials. I would start probably by going either to my YouTube or my Instagram because I think mm-hmm. that's where I have all the rest of the links. You can search up my name on Twitter. I'm verified. It'll come up. There you go. That's the most <laughs> bird-like thing I could have ever said. Anyway, um, but yeah, on YouTube, whatever my, you know, search up my name on YouTube, you can find my channel. I have a little jumping icon mm-hmm. for now. Um, and all my links are, I don't know, you can click like my most, most recent video and all the social things are in there. Basically, if you're curious, if I'm on a social, I probably mm-hmm. am. And you can just search up my name and I'll probably come up, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Well, if this is YouTube, then I'll try and make sure I put all the appropriate links in the description. Oh man. Uh, other than that, yeah. Claire, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. It's Thanks always great talking me, to you. Uh, hopefully this works out. Well, we can have you on again sometime. Hopefully we can stay friends. Hopefully. If you release <laughs> another diss track about Vancouver, I don't know. But thank you again. Thank you all for watching and listening. Uh, and see you guys again on the next episode. Bye.